Welcome, Skillman Church of Christ listeners, to a Continuing the Conversation podcast. I'm with a good friend and co-worker, Brother Jake Jacobson. How are you doing today, my friend? How are you doing? Good, doing great. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Doing so well. I'm excited about this thing we're doing with Galatians, kind of an exegetical study where we're going verse by verse. And I'm excited to talk to you today about Galatians chapter 1. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a fantastic sermon series. Uh, this is a, uh, a great book in the New Testament. And, uh, you know, when you, when you think about the book of Galatians, uh, uh, Paul gets a little fiery. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, usually we read Paul and we're like, what an encouragement. What an amazing teacher, an amazing uh, orator, uh, a great writer. Uh, but when you read Galatians, you're like, man, this guy, uh, you do not want to get on the wrong side of this guy. Because uh, he, he just brings the passion. He brings the fire in the book of Galatians. I know. I, know. I mean, we, we were talking about that on Sunday, that normally these letters have that introduction. You know, that I am. I thank God for you. Every time I think of you, I, I'm grateful. But in this particular book, he uh, he skips that. And he gets straight to the content. He goes straight from, hey, I'm Paul. This is who I am to, hey, let's talk business. I think it's interesting. You see a different side of him in, in comparison to some of these other books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, uh, your sermon on Sunday, uh, man, you dove into to verses one through uh, one through ten, and and really got us started on a strong foot. And uh, of course, during this conversation, we're going to talk about the rest of the chapter as well. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but let's follow Paul's example. Let's just dive do dive it, right into the business. <laughs> uh, let's do it, and uh, we'll go ahead. And you know, I think we had talked about uh, doing this where. On Sunday, we'll go. As, we'll do verse by verse. We'll go as far as we can. But because we want to do a chapter a week, we're not going to have time on Sunday. So this, of course, this podcast, continuing the conversation, this serves to to do that, where we're going to read the rest of the chapter, talk about it, and those that are interested can listen. And also, uh, we also want to encourage people to send their thoughts in. If, if there's an insight that you have or something, please uh, send us an email or a, a text message or give us a call because we also are eager to learn from you. But uh, I'll go ahead and start reading uh, verses 1 through 10 from Galatians chapter 1. And, uh, you know, Jake, I had the chance to talk about it on Sunday. I had the microphone on Sunday, so I'm going to give you the first chance to kind of give your thoughts on this particular passage. And then, uh, and then we'll hit the, the rest that, we, that wasn't covered on Sunday uh, a little bit later in the podcast. But I'll go ahead and read Galatians chapter 1, and this is from the New International Version. Paul, an apostle, sent not from men nor by men, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers with me. To the churches in Galatia, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let him be eternally condemned. As we have already said, so, so now I say again, If anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let him be eternally condemned. Am I now trying to win the approval of men 
or of God, or am I trying to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. So right there, that's the first 10 chapters of Galatians 1. Like we said, he jumps straight to the point. But Jake, uh, any insights that you have had from this particular passage? Well, yeah, uh, you know, the uh, I think a, t- a pretty easy temptation for modern readers is to skip right over that introduction uh, mm-hmm. where Paul describes who the letter's from, who it's to, and why he's writing the letter. And uh, uh, I just want to draw a quick moment of attention to it because this is – some really just beautiful, amazing language. Yes. And it is instructive. Uh, you know, normally if we were to go and write a letter, which, you know, that almost sounds like something that nobody would do these days, you know, uh, <laughs> okay. if we were to sit down and write a letter, we would probably start that letter, you know, dear John Mark. <laughs> yes. Paul, Paul uh, is not interested in just, you know, moving right past that introduction. You know, he wants to mm-hmm. lay some groundwork. In every book that, that he, uh, every letter he writes, he lays a little bit of groundwork here. Yes. And uh, right off the bat in Galatians 1, and uh, I, I'm sure we're going to talk about this at, at the later part of the, of the chapter, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he is making a case for his authority. Yes. Uh, why, why, why is it that Paul, of all people, is writing to these churches in Galatia? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. it's because of Jesus. Jesus has commissioned him. He's called him. He's given him this message to preach. Uh, and so uh, definitely those first five verses, you know, we might be tempted to skip right over, but Paul lays a little bit of the, f- the framework, the foundation for what he's going to be writing about. And then of course he also uh, in verses three, four and five tells us a little bit of the reason why uh, he's writing it. And, and that, that phrase in verse four, uh, it always captures my attention. You know, he's trying mm-hmm. uh, to deliver us through Jesus from this present evil age. Ooh, yeah. Interesting choice <laughs> and, of verse there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and for me, that, I mean, that, uh, that was not only true then when Paul was writing, but it's true of our worldview now, right? We, we are, uh, in the words of Stanley Hauerbos, we are resident aliens. You know, we, we live in a time and a place, but we don't belong to this time or place. We belong to God. And, uh, and part of what we are trying to do as Christians is to bring this future reality, the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. on earth, yes. uh, just as Jesus did during his earthly ministry. Yeah. So, I mean, right off the bat, those first five verses, they, they, they pack a punch for me. Uh, yes. And uh, they say a lot. And <laughs> this is just the introduction. This is just oh, the dear man. John <laughs> <laughs> But so much is into those powerful words. And, and, uh, and you alluded to it earlier, but he's obviously trying to really, he's speaking to why they should listen to what he's saying. Because I think we spoke about it on Sunday as well, but there's a little bit of background to this letter that these are churches that were established on Paul's first missionary journey. Paul and Barnabas, one of my favorite, uh, you know, the, the encourager, they had done this missionary journey, traveled around, and one of their destinations was in Galatia. And there, of course, they, um, they I think some of the cities are Iconium, Lystra, Derby. You know, I, I always figure out, you know, what's the right way to say that? You know, no one knows. But these are some of the cities that were in the Roman province of Galatia. And they, he established these churches, he, and they're mainly Gentile, and, and shared with them the gospel, and they became disciples of Jesus. And then he goes on, and apparently what happened was is there were some people who thought that he had watered down the message and that these Gentiles needed to first be, become Jews. And so they come and say, well, you need to get circumcised. You need to practice all these Jewish customs, and then you can be a follower of Jesus. 
uh, and they had followed him to these cities and began kind of giving a different message. And so here, I think he's directly challenging those and talks about them as a, you know, the different gospel is no gospel at all. And, and I think in these opening verses, he's really trying to set, well, Hey, this is why you need to listen to what I had said. This isn't from me. This is from God. Yeah. And I think too, you know, when we start talking about these rival gospels, you know, you've got the gospel of Jesus and then you've got the gospel of Jesus plus some other stuff. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And, and like you said, one group of people views what Paul has preached as watering the story down, watering the gospel down. Yes. But for Paul to, to preach anything other than Jesus, uh, you need Jesus and this, or you need Jesus and that, you know, that, uh, that is a a perversion of the gospel. That's what, that's what Paul, that's the language Paul uses. It's, it's a change. It's a perversion. And when we think about this for us today, right, you know, there's, there's all kinds of temptations of who or what are we going to follow? Who or what are we going to worship our lives? And to choose just Jesus is, Mm. was radical then. And it's radical now because uh, it it might be that the temptation for us is to choose Jesus and our retirement plan uh, Mm. or to choose Jesus safety and security. Preach it, Jay. Uh, or oh. to choose Jesus and <laughs> this man a yeah. microphone. This is a podcast. I'm, I'm not supposed to be preaching. <laughs> no, no. Give this man a microphone, man. Get the water's ready. He's on a roll. Uh, Keep on going, man. That, that is the temptation is for us to say, we're going to put our trust, our faith. We're going to follow. Yeah, we like Jesus. Jesus is good. we got to have him. You can't, can't not have Jesus. But mm. at the same time, I've got to have uh, my comfort. I've got to have my security, my safety. I've got to have the, my preferred presidential candidate in office. Uh, uh, I've got to have, you know, I mean, the list can go on and on, right? And yes, uh, yes. Uh, Paul says, no, no, no. The gospel is just Jesus. Yes. And it's this extraordinary, radical, life-altering, world-altering decision mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to say nothing else yes. except Jesus. Oh, my uh, goodness. Yes. Uh, exactly and, and you know this and this gift of salvation too it's it's a gift right it's it's something that has been that we did not earn per se uh to be adopted as heirs into god's kingdom and to to be included as as the, the people of god this is not something that we that paul's trying to harbor it we didn't earn it it's, it's not it's not what we did as well. And, you know, you use that word perverted, you know, it's, it's what Paul uses. And we talked about it on Sunday, how really that's like a switching of the order. It's, it's, it's adding plus one when there doesn't need to be one. It's, it's just Jesus. But sometimes we, we say, well, like you said, it's, it's this, then you can Jesus or Jesus and this. But, uh, you know, that's what Paul says. It's a perversion and it's not the, the true gospel. And yeah. what, I, what I like I, about I really do. I mean, I, I sympathize with, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say I sympathize with myself and others because um, the the temptation and really what 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 the the people in Galatia are doing here uh, is totally understandable, right? It, it it makes total sense that religious people would say that religion is necessary. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of the gospel. Yeah, uh, and yeah. of course, you know, there, there's layers to that, and that is true in one sense. But in the sense that Paul is writing about, the ultimate sense, uh, the only thing that you need 
is faith in Jesus. And really the faithfulness of Jesus is what sustains our faith. Oh yes. Mm. And uh, so for, for people who are trying to follow Jesus, people who are religious, like, like you and I, mm-hmm. you know, the temptation is always going to be there for us to say the way of Jesus. And it looks like the way that we follow Jesus. <laughs> it looks like our customs, our practices, yeah. our moral code of ethics, uh, that's what the gospel is. And, and that temptation will always be there. And I sympathize with religious people because that is a difficult yeah. place to be in. Uh, oh, and yet Paul is calling us to this radical reorientation of the only thing that we orient our lives towards mm-hmm. is the life of Jesus. Man. And you know what you're saying, it gives us pause. And really the question we should be asking today and the question that we can reflect on is, in our society, in the, this, the context in which we find ourselves, is there anything that we are adding to the equation to be a Christian other than faith in Jesus? Mm-hmm. When we say, you know, is this, a, is this a Christian? And in that mindset, we include something other than faith in Jesus and dedication, faithfulness to the teachings of, of God. And are, are, are we perverting a little bit of the gospel? Is, is it church attendance? Is it tithing? Is it activities in, um, in, in being involved in a church? Uh, what, what is it? And these are all important things, but are we putting it ahead of the cart before the horse? Mm-hmm. Are we doing it to be Christians or is it an overflow of our faithfulness in, in God? Anyway, yeah. these are, you bring up a good point that I think really should po- cause us all to pause and really ponder is, are we adding anything to, to this equation? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course the story doesn't end here, right? Cause Paul, uh, again, he's, he wants to establish his authority and the reason for mm. why he's able to say the things that he is going to say in this letter. Yes, and, uh, yes. So, you know, that verse 10, you know, he is, he's giving us the option to choose between human standards and mm. the standard of God. And, uh, for, for Paul, the, the, the obvious answer is we always go with the standard that God presents. Yes, but uh, yes. he's going to continue that line of thinking. And so uh, if you're ready, let's, uh, go, I'm gonna, let's go, continue the chapter and read verses 11 through verse 24 in chapter one of Galatians. And uh, I'll be reading from the common English Bible. Yes. Yes. He continues and says, brothers and sisters, I want you to know that the gospel I preached isn't human in origin. I didn't receive it or learn it from a human. It came through a revelation from Jesus Christ. You heard about my previous life in Judaism, how severely I harassed God's church and tried to destroy it. I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my peers because I was much more militant about the traditions of my ancestors. But God had set me apart from birth and called me through his grace He was pleased to reveal his son to me so that I might preach about him to the Gentiles. I didn't immediately consult with any human being. I didn't go up to Jerusalem to see the men who were apostles before me either, but I went away into Arabia and I returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and stayed with him 15 days. But I didn't see any other of the apostles except James, the brother of the Lord. Before God, I'm not lying about the things that I'm writing to you. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, but I wasn't known personally by the Christian churches in Judea. They only heard a report about me. 
the man who used to harass us now preaches the faith that he once tried to destroy. And so they were glorifying God because of me. Mm. So Paul continues on here, and uh, uh, I think he lays out his authority just like he had in the, the introduction to this letter. Uh, and he lays out his authority in a, n- a number of ways. So, John Mark, tell us about Paul's authority and where, where it all comes from. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I do think that in this particular passage, the, the latter part of Galatians chapter 1, this is what he's doing. He's setting the stage. He's, he's answering the question, why should you care that what I – about what I taught you and why should you be offended by this different gospel that you're hearing? Because it's not what I had taught you. And so really he's trying to build his credibility. And like you said, I I think he does it in this, if you're trying to break it down, I think there's four different ways of why he thinks that Christians in Galatia should listen to him. Uh, Number one in verse 12, I, I think his point is that they should listen to him because he received his message directly from Christ. He received his message directly from Christ. It wasn't from man. It was, it was from God. And then secondly, in verses 13 and 14 of why he feels the Christians in Galatia should listen to him is that prior to this, he was a faithful exemplary Jew. And then number three, the reason why uh, he is trying to build his credibility is that he had a special conversion experience. And we see this in verses 15 and 16. And then finally, in verses 18 and 19, and you can also see it uh, through verse 24, or 23 and 24, is that of, of why he's building his credibility and why the Christians in Galatia should listen to him is that he had been confirmed and accepted in his ministry by the other apostles and the churches there. And so, you know, four, four things, message from Christ, being exemplary Jew, he had a special conversion experience, and finally being confirmed and accepted in his ministry by the other, other apostles. Yeah, but one question I, I was kind of pondering, Jake, and maybe you could uh, give me your, your insight, but, you know, uh, this first one in, in verse, uh, verses 12, where it says that he had received the gospel um, as a revelation from Jesus Christ, uh, it is, it's not real clear when this happened or, or not, but do you feel this is a different revelation than the road to Damascus, or is it the same, the same revelation? Yeah, I think uh, the, the way I would talk about this is, and, and he kind of lays out a little bit of uh, his personal journey here in these verses, right? Uh, yeah. I, I think I would talk about it as uh, it's an ongoing conversion. And, mm-hmm. and I really like that kind of language for all Christians because uh, sometimes the, the trap can be that we fall into thinking that we have been converted. We've yeah. already done that. Uh, it's, it's, it's come and it's gone. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. But Paul, it seems to almost be an ongoing conversion. So he has the Damascus road experience. Mm-hmm. And then it says that uh, he goes away without going to the apostles for three years. Mm. And I imagine during those three years, there's not a whole lot known about uh, what those three years, what, what happened in the life of Paul. But mm-hmm. I imagine that those three years were intense years of re-studying and reorienting his life around the person of Jesus. Oh, yes. Uh, he, yes. he probably read and searched the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures. Mm-hmm. And in light mm-hmm. of this Damascus Road experience, I, I can't imagine that he's not searching those scriptures for yes. what he had missed. How had he not seen that Jesus was the one 
that the Old Testament was leading us to, that the Hebrew scriptures are leading us to. Yes. And so yeah. I think of uh, this revelation from Jesus as kind of an ongoing process for him that it begins at the Damascus Road experience and it continues mm-hmm. through those three years of intense study and reflection and trying to reorient his life around Jesus and, and honestly probably continues throughout the rest of his life. Uh, oh. That every day Paul says he's waking up and being uh, converted to the way of Jesus yes. because when he wakes up every day, just like you and me, he wakes up and, and he's got anger in his heart and he's got frustrations and he's got, uh, you know, he's got his daily needs that maybe he put puts the need to eat that mm-hmm. day above his need to follow Christ. And just like all of us, there are sins and temptations. And so Paul, it's this ongoing conversion that every day I'm being converted to the way of Christ from the way of me, from the way of the world. Uh, and, and anyways, I, I don't know if any of that is uh, exactly how it happened, but that's that's how I like to imagine that that scene of the revelation of Christ. It's ongoing. It's an ongoing conversion. Uh, I know that's beautiful. It reminds me of a talk when you know when Mike Young gave his talk on love. Uh, one of the things he had brought out was Paul and the use of usage of that salvation. How it's he used it in the past tense. I I, ha, I have been saved. It's it's something that's 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 happened, but also he used it in the present tense. I'm being saved. And then also he uses it in the future tense as well. It's like, you know, I, I will be uh, saved. It's almost like this, this ongoing revelation that continues on. It's, it's past, present, but also future. And I think it's a beautiful way to look at it. Even within yeah. our own lives is we are even now also being saved and, and, and from darkness and from sin and mm-hmm. from uh, the, the pits that can come and the death and the, the, st- the, st- the stink that can come from, uh, you know, what is not of God. And so I think it's a beautiful uh, imagery here. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as we read through this last section of chapter one, two, I mean, uh, you list four different bases, the the reasons why people should listen to him, the the source of his authority. And you really don't need to go past the first one. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) the first one is is probably enough, Uh, but he gives four. Uh, so tell me what you think about the other three and uh, uh, why does he give all four of these? What, what does it do for him with the listeners? I know. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously the, the second, third and fourth, the second one is he's explaining why he's an exemplary Jew. The second is a, the third is a special conversion experience. And then finally is his acceptance and confirmation from the other apostles. Uh, you know, I think that he's saying the stage of really that, that, that he understands this idea of Judaism, because obviously, you know, earlier in the chapter, the, uh, the people who are uh, coming to Galatia, these Galatian churches, he uses a certain term called Judaizers, uh, where uh, they're specifically like converting people to Judaism and promoting the, the Jewish ways. And I think, you know, what he's trying to say is, listen, I'm, I'm an expert in that. Like I know every T, you know, I, I know how to cross every T. I know how to dot every I. I know this game inside and out, and it doesn't lead to freedom. And I think that this is going to be a theme that we see throughout Galatians. And I think that Galatians, I mean, another subtitle of Galatians is the book on f- the freedom in Christ, where we know it's the gospel because ultimately the gospel leads to freedom. And I think uh, he speaks about his understanding of the Jewish faith and also this conversion 
that took place. And then I think uh, it only gives credibility if you add Peter to it. He's name dropping. He's just purely name dropping here. <laughs> you know, they can hang out with Peter and, you know, he's friends with James, the brother of Jesus. But then in the end, he, he speaks of a transformed life. Like this isn't a fake. Mm-hmm. He's not an imposter. Uh, and that the gospel leads to freedom, but it also leads to transformation. And people have seen that transformation in him from becoming a, an advocate of the kingdom of heaven from someone who was at one point harassing. I like your translation. Mine says persecuting, but I like, I like the word harassing. Yeah. Uh, and that is living, that, that there's power in that transformation and that speaks in and of itself. But what, how would you add to that? Anything you'd add? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I think, uh, you know, in verse 10, he describes himself as a servant of Christ or, or a slave of Christ. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so what, when we're talking about this idea of freedom uh, and how that is a major theme of this book, and I think every chapter we'll, we'll probably talk about this, uh, this yeah. idea of freedom in Christ. Yes. Uh, Paul knows the game, right? He, like he said, he knows, mm-hmm. he knows the law inside yeah. and out. He knows the scriptures mm-hmm. and he knows that living according to that law, the way he did as a Pharisee, uh, yes. he was a slave to it. Yes. And now, rather than being a slave to the law, he has chosen to become a slave or a servant to Christ. Yes. Uh, and so there, there's this kind of um, beauty, I think, in, in the choice that Paul makes and the choice that he's urging other believers to make, mm-hmm. that you have freedom in Christ. Yeah. And that freedom leads you into a life that is transformed, mm-hmm. a life that is dedicated to, mm-hmm. that is honoring of the person of Jesus. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it is interesting that, that we have that parallel usage of the word servant and, and, and the, the theme of freedom. Yeah, but for Paul, it's a, it, it, it's a choice, right? It's a choice to choose to live uh, under the authority of Christ. Uh, and that gives you freedom in your life. It gives you uh, the freedom to have joy the freedom to seek the good things, uh, not out of your own selfish ambition, but because they are gifts from God. Uh, yes. and so, um, anyways, yeah, I think, I think you're right though. I think he is definitely, he's, he is a, he's in a unique position to be able to talk about this issue because he's been there and he's done that. Yeah. And he's been converted, is being converted, will be converted every day to the way of Jesus mm-hmm. rather than the way of the law. Oh man. And I think that we, uh, we need to remember this when it comes to this thing called Christianity, the, the way, uh, what we being disciple of Jesus. So oftentimes it has been become this constraining moralism, right? Where it has been dumbed down to just following a set of rules. Mm-hmm. And I think that, in the reading of the book of Galatians, I think that we'll be reminded that that form of, that's not Christianity. That's not the gospel. That yeah. this right here, that one of the telltale signs of the gospel is that it leads to a greater sense of freedom. And of uh, and I, I think we'll have time to play with that imagery and, and toy with it throughout this series. But um, number one, it comes from God. This is a, the source is God. And number two, it's leading towards freedom where, where some of these Judaizers are saying, you have to do these rules in order to be in. And, and, uh, and uh, Paul is saying, listen, I know I've studied this. 
And this is not, this, that's pervertous. It's switched. But this gospel, it will truly lead to a sense of freedom. And so I'm looking forward to the study, man. I know that next week uh, you do have uh, chapter two. I'm excited yeah. to glean from your wisdom on that. Uh, any idea, uh, kind of uh, some verses you're going to hone in on uh, so we can kind of prep for, uh, for Sunday? Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I'm definitely going to start out with the beginning of the chapter because ha- you have this really interesting, uh, uh, I mean, you start with a person. Uh, so chapter one, you know, we've kind of been dealing with a theoretical, uh, yes. you know, we talked a little bit about Paul himself, but now in chapter two, he brings in Titus. And so, uh, and, and Titus quite literally has skin in the game. Uh, <laughs> and so in, in the opening verses of chapter two, he, he brings in Titus, who's a Gentile convert to Christianity, but yeah. he is not converted to Judaism. And so, uh, uh it's going to be interesting. So we're going to talk about the beginning, the first, uh, five, 10 verses of chapter two. And uh, of course the second half of the chapter um, is it, it packs a punch as well. Mm. Uh, starting in verse 11, uh, because Paul get kind of uh, gets into it. He gets into a little bit of an argument, a little bit of a fight with Peter. Yes. Uh, chapter two. And so uh, if we can, we'll, we'll try to touch on that briefly, but uh, I think probably most of that we'll save for uh, the podcast. Yeah. Well, what a joy. Uh, by the end of this particular series, which will be uh, the week of December 20th, you know, we're going to hit it for the next six weeks at Skillman, but we will have read every single word in the book of Galatians and we'll oh, yeah. let the word do the teaching. And so that's exciting. And, and today we did chapter one and we, we read uh, the whole chapter together. Also, uh, we're able to kind of uh, continue the conversation from Sunday and go deeper in today and and hopefully uh, with chapter two, after your sermon on, on Sunday, uh, we were talking about maybe even trying to find a guest or someone to also come in and give their insights. And, and so we'll see if we can make that happen. But uh, if you're out there listening, we, we're so thankful that you tuned in to continue the conversation. We're so thankful that you're a part of this study with us. Uh, please uh, tune in online this Sunday because uh, we'll have the beginning part of chapter two. Jake's going to be... Uh, going to talking about it. So you do, you do not want to miss out on that. And then tune back in next week when we continue the conversation on Galatians chapter two, any final words, uh, Jake, uh, insight or insults or anything? <laughs> well, no, no insults. Uh, but, uh, uh, it's gonna be a fantastic, uh, last couple of months in, in our teaching. Uh, I'm excited for the month of November and December and, uh, excited for people to join the conversation. So if there's something, like you said, if there's something important or, uh, that you have questions about, send us an email, send us a text message, give us a phone call. Uh, man, we're excited about this topic of freedom through Christ. Uh, anytime we get to talk about Jesus, that's a good day. So uh, uh, we uh, appreciate you listening to us and let us know what uh, what you're thinking about the book of Galatians. Yes, and if you have any sort of complaints, please direct those to McKenna Miller uh, at Skillman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, brother, it's been a joy uh, talking to you, and uh, we'll uh, look forward to Sunday and also next week on this podcast. Uh, spread the word, too. If you enjoyed this podcast, send it to a friend, and uh, we'll, we'll keep the, the good word of the gospel. Uh, we'll, we'll pass it on. So God bless you all. Have a great rest of the day.